The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right, guys, before we get into this, let's just say thanks and hi to a partner of ours. We're talking about Bev today. Bev is a female-first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way that an industry and culture have operated for generations. The wine industry is almost exclusively male. Bev is breaking norms and creating something from the female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer-centric. We love that so much. So Bev has four varietals, Rosé, Sauve Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir. Their wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy. I like to break them out when I have guests over and pour them over a little bit of ice. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I love wine with ice. I used to think it was day class A, but then I found out that Diane Keaton has a wine that she exclusively recommends is drank over ice. And now I feel at peace with my choices. Bev cans have zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. So you can drink a glass of wine in the can and not overindulge because you know exactly how much you're drinking. They are actually equal to a glass and a half of wine, which is perfect when you don't want to open a whole bottle just for yourself. 24 pack of Bev is equal to eight bottles of wine. That's a lot. I really do love them as gifts. You can bring them over to someone's house. Anyways, they ship straight to your door and the shipping is always free. I'm sure this is going to come as no surprise. We have a special deal for That's a Retrograde listeners. You will get 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders if you go to drinkbev.com slash retrograde or just use code retrograde at checkout. Drinkbev.com slash retrograde. I recommend trying their best-selling ladies' night variety packs. You can check out all the varieties and see which one works for you. That's drinkbev.com slash retrograde. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Let some things be retrograde. Welcome to That's a Retrograde, guys. I'm Stephanie Simbari. I am Elizabeth Cott. We are so excited to be back in the studio. Wow. I feel like moving forward, we're going to be like half studio, half home. Yeah. We're going to do like a little a special mix of both. I feel as if, you know, the past year plus expanded our horizons. Mm -hmm. We learned that we could do the show Mm -hmm. not in person, which Mm -hmm. is a great knowing. I do not like doing my own audio. Mm -mm. It stresses me out Mm -hmm. more than most things, Mm -hmm. but I feel accomplished that we were able to keep the show going, not missing a beat. You know what's ironic is that you have complained about technology many times throughout the show's history. Yeah. And what was it that saved our ass in this time? Me and technology? Not you. (laughs) (laughs) Just technology. Uh, Right. (laughs) But you did a good job. (laughs) She's like, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Me? Was it me? No. Okay, so we thought because we're back and in person, Mm -hmm. we would just do a roses up. Sure. Like just a little, you know, retrograde. Yeah. Remix. Yeah. 
revisit? You know, I feel like there's a lot of thorns. You know, it's funny. In the history of the show, there's always been a lot of thorns because society is a goddamn dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. And it has been pre-2020. And there was a lot of, I mean, we we were recording during the fucking Trump years. Like we were, there was a lot of different types of stress happening. And, but this past year, most people tend to focus on what was so hard, especially like in the media. I feel like we're just being bombarded by what's difficult and there's so much out there that's trying to pull us apart. And so we just want to put forward positivity (laughs) as much as possible because we all fucking need it so bad and we need to be reminded of the good things because we need to all get into agreeance and vibrational alignment so we can co-create a positive reality. Otherwise, we're going to burn in hell. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not how it works. (laughs) Hell, I'm Jewish. I don't even believe in that shit. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Okay. Yes. Good. Yeah, that was a great... I don't know if that was like a download you just got or like um, what just came out. I don't know. I started getting really sweaty, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. I, just, I just wanted to like, yeah, follow follow yeah. the thread of, of the point of the Roses show, which is just to say that there's still a lot to be happy and grateful for. Absolutely. And just because the world is up in flames doesn't mean that you can't keep manifesting your best life. <laughs> okay, so lots of, has been going on in our lives yes. since we last were in this studio. Mm-hmm. When were we here last? Last summer. Well, we recorded with Ryan Weiss yeah. and Ash Johns in studio. When was that? No idea. I think it was like early fall. It was like what one lone experience. It was like right when we thought things were going to be cool and then they weren't And they cool. were no longer. Yeah. yeah. And then previously before that, I'm never going to forget, we were recording with Alexis Haynes. Mm-hmm. Her show, Recovering from Reality, we did a swap, as mm-hmm. they call in the biz. Mm-hmm. We were on her show. She mm-hmm. was on ours. So it was like a two-hour recording. Right. We got into our we got to the offices. It was like business as usual. Well, it was desks. a little weird. It was a little weird, but there were still people sitting at the desk. Yeah, nobody was even— And then yeah. after the two hours, we leave the studio and all the desks are empty. Our producer, Michelle, and like one other producer here at Dear Media was there and then— that was it. Everything yeah. everything shut down after yeah. that. I will never forget that. It was the eeriest feeling. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Alexis Haynes will forever hold a place in my heart and not just for the iconic pop culture uh, clip that she gave us, but for that as well. It is kind of funny. It's replaced. It is kind of funny. Like, the BB kitten oh. moment. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. Like, Have you ever been like on an airplane or somewhere where you're like, and this is so dark, I'm sorry, but where you're like, wow, like if something were to go down, like these would be all the people that would be like the last people that I would see. Yes. It's like very weird where like that that's kind of that thought is kind of what makes me like respect my space of, with people all the time because it's like you're always there with people for a reason and who knows what could happen. Like she's, she's the last person we saw in public. Yeah. Which is just like wild. Pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You guys moved in together. Mm-hmm. You've started a whole new life chapter. I know. It's so crazy. It's like, actually, this morning when I was journaling, I feel like this moment right now is so intense. There's like another eclipse coming and the new moon is happening. I'm about to get my period. And like, there's, do you feel like, 
Okay. There's like, I feel like there's like an ending of a really giant cycle happening and then like a beginning happening at the same time. And I'm also like, but I can't really see clearly like either side. I'm just like, I feel like this weird tunnel of like, I'm in mourning, but I'm in excitement. Like my, the emotion is so bizarre. Like a closing of one door and opening of another and we're kind of in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way. Yeah. And it's right before the eclipse. So maybe like next week, there'll be a little bit more clarity. But I don't, I don't know. But I was thinking about this this morning. Like, it's so amazing. I'm so happy that I like have changed these things about my life. But there's also like, nobody tells you that when you get, like I was single for what? I mean, 10 years saved for six months of just like whatever that was Yeah. in 2015. There is like a very strong identity that you cultivate as a single person that you are not aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend so much time. I spent so much time, and I know everyone who's single does this because I have these conversations all the time, worrying about finding someone that you don't really think about. I really only thought about being with myself probably the last like five months before I met my boyfriend. But it's really hard to let go of that identity. Yeah. Like, and he comments on it all the time and he's the same way because he was like the eternal bachelor also. And so we're both like, we love being in a relationship with each other, but we also like, we're both so single and like so identified with that, that like, it's a weird thing to let go of. I'm laughing because Joey, and like, he gives like great feedback. My boyfriend, he'll be like, and like one time we were... That feedback, we were like talking and he just has a really good way of just being like, here's the deal. Like Mm -hmm. here's like as we're, you know, communicating and he's like, you act like you're still single living in West Hollywood by yourself and you need to like get with the program. Yeah. Still? (laughs) Yeah. After five years? Six years? How long has it been? I mean, I took the note when I got it, so I don't think I'm still operating on that level, but it's really, it's hard to undo. No, I'm like that too. Like sometimes I... It's weird. I don't know because I also don't ever want to let go of my single identity either. Like, I'm like, that's part of what makes me successful. Like, I'm like, my, I my make money on like my personality and my identity. Like, I, I'm attached to it in this way. But it is funny how there are certain things where I'm just like, I just want to go hang out with my friends. <laughs> like, I'm like rebelling. And even my friends like are, you know, that I see all the time and where I live are like, you know, since you got a boyfriend, you never hang out anymore. And I'm like, fuck, like. It's just takes some time to adjust and find the new rhythm, especially being new, newly moving into with one another. It's totally. Just, it's a whole, a whole new scene. Well, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go hang out with anyone else because I like hanging out with him. Yeah. And that's part of it. But then I find out that they're like hanging out without me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like invite me to the party or whatever. I will say I did like it's like a whole new remembering now that things are opening up of like, oh yeah, like you go places. Yeah. And I go places. Yeah. And we do those separately. And that's fun. Mm-hmm. How cool is it to like see you later? Yeah. Whole new whole I new love thing. the see you later. Yeah. It's like huge fan. It's really it's great. Great. I know. I mean, I haven't been living with him for that long, but even in this time, I've been trying to be like, all right, so like you go to your room and I'll go to my room and we'll do our thing. And like, we don't have to always, because when we first were together, it was like, we would like eat breakfast together and like our mornings were like so synced. And I was starting to get like, is this just going to be how it is like forever? We have to like always do the same thing. And it's 
it's great. Like I love having those mornings, but also I'm trying to find that balance between like couple and single. Of course. It's really of interesting. Course. And you don't yeah. think about that. And you don't totally think about not. like when you're single, like what that's going to be like. Fucking love that part of your life. Like you need to be like so excited about that part of your life because when it's not there anymore, you're going to be wistful for it. And also, even when you get someone, you're still going to be the only person having your singular life experience. You know, like another person can't and will never like fully understand what your perspective is or what mm-hmm. it feels like to be inside of your head, your heart, your body. Like, I don't know. I'm just going through all these like interesting like, whoa, you know, you can be super close with someone, but it's like you're still you. Wherever you go. There you are. But that's not really the, that's the saying. That's more. That's thinking, more. I like love and and hate that saying. No, I'm obsessed with that like, saying. Obviously. Whenever people are like, I think I need to go here and that's going to make me happy. I'm always like, yeah, but you take yourself with you. So if you don't like fix this thing, you're you're going right. to get to your new state or your new place. You might be happy for a little while, but you're still going to have to deal with the underlying issue. But I just mean more that it's like we all need to learn to like truly enjoy and connect with ourselves regardless of whether we're partnered or single. Yes. That's just what Wise. I've been thinking about yeah, a lot. I concur. Yeah. Also, I like... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, it's really good. <laughs> like things are great. No, no, they are. It's just it's just an interesting new journey and it's yeah. something I don't know, you can't predict like how it feels to let go of that part of your identity. It's not that I don't want to be with him because that's not the case at all. I I love being with him. It's just oh, like that single part of me that doesn't have to tell anyone where I'm going or like check in or can just like go somewhere and be there forever like I would like go to my friend Haley's house, like go for a hike, have dinner with her, smoke weed, like be there until like 12, like never think about it. You can't do that you when you have a- send a check-in text. Yeah. You gotta. I, what are you eating for dinner? This is what I'm learning. This is what I'm learning. Oh, you are? Oh, I'm still learning. You're still learning that? <laughs> okay. See, I'm so Cody that I'm like, I haven't texted him in three hours. I feel so bad. I'm not like that, but you know that. Also, we were on Zoom the other day and you were fucking, you were like- <laughs> This is how I know that you guys aren't like that because you're like, oh, Joey left. I'm like, what? You're like, yeah, he didn't. He just left. I don't know where he went. I'm like, he didn't like text you or like say anything. You're like, no. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. When you I would literally think that Jason was feet, mad at me. When you live in 700 <laughs> square feet, you got to like keep each other on your toes and just leave. And just and disappear. <laughs> disappear. <laughs> it's important. That's insane. These are my relationship tips. <laughs> Give us more Almost tips. Almost six years strong. I know. That's so I can't crazy. I believe it. Wow. It's a really long time. Is it? But I don't know. That doesn't feel long because I feel like this person is going to be in my life forever. So six years out of my whole life, like, doesn't feel that long. Do you feel like you're, like, still getting to know each other? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In, like, a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, like, maintain that freshness? Well, this is such an interesting question coming out of only seeing each other for the past year and a half. Right. I think that, you know, having our own lives, and this is obviously a whole new time to be, but then like always coming back to center mm-hmm. is really what makes me feel good in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like doing our own thing, but like always having that person, like knowing there's something about being in a in a relationship that's long term where, I don't know if the word is safety, but it's just like having, knowing that that person like, has your back mm-hmm. 
regardless. And so, like, no matter what you're out doing in the world, the fact that you can, like, meet them back to where you guys both are mm-hmm. is just a really, really special thing mm-hmm. that I think that feeling for me, like, trumps all that. It's not – the word isn't safety. It's something way more special, but mm-hmm. I can't I – I feel like it's like recognition, you know, where you're like, oh yeah, hey, what's up? That yeah, mm-hmm. that's part of part of the the coming back to mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but I'm no expert. Yeah, but I did. You guys face challenges during the COVID of it all, like in being together. Oh yeah, I think that as I and I spoke about this on the show before. It was my biggest challenge was sort of like processing everything that was happening and having to do that. And have that experience with somebody else witnessing it, which mm-hmm. is like made me feel really uncomfortable. But that actually became an opportunity for me to look at that and be like, why don't I want someone to like see all of me? Mm-hmm. And why do I feel vulnerable being in this these these unexplored emotions with somebody present? Mm-hmm. Like it felt really uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I was able to work through that mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? Like this person we're in this together and mm-hmm. it's and he doesn't care if he sees me being a mess. Mm-hmm. It's me that cares and like I need to not care as much. So was your like communication the thing that really helped it or was it taking space or how how did you like fi- a little work bit it? of both. I think that the communication skills like came to a whole new level because mm-hmm. it just sort of there was no other option but to talk out everything mm-hmm. and I think the communication leveled up in a way that I didn't even know it needed. Mm -hmm. And just really, you know, I mean, the him just like calling me out in terms of acting like a single girl in my 20s living in West Hollywood, like that was a read. Mm -hmm. And I needed to hear that. And Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. But, you know, I heard that and I was like, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, mind the other people Mm -hmm. in the group. Mm -hmm. And I think our communication became really strong and then it fell apart and then it re-strengthened again. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that it will continue continue to do something like that. Right, and you just can't like be attached to the ebbs and the flows. You just have to like be committed to moving through yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And, you know, there was like all of 2020, we were really, really in a good place. And then towards the end, I would say like, Mar- when when it when we hit a year when like March came around, I personally got depressed mm-hmm. and I was just like in such a funk. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about it, and those communication skills that had been fostered throughout the time weren't really showing up in the way that I would have liked. But mm-hmm. that's okay because you know we're not all even keel all the time, and it was, I was having a low moment. And mm-hmm. but like the important thing was is I think we were able to to communicate about it and to work through it. Well, you know, I'll just say like living with someone, like I wasn't dating Jason for very long before we moved in together. And so it was like crash course in communication. And yeah, sometimes it's fucking uncomfortable to have to confront those things when you're sharing a space because you're like, fuck, there's nowhere for me to go. Like uh, everywhere I go, like there you are. 
There you are. There you are. And I'm there too, but more importantly, you're there. And that's what I'm actually having the problem with. And I'm I'm grateful to have that because I feel like we've worked through a lot of things that might have like, because when you're dating someone casually, you don't actually like get to see like the truth of like who they are yeah. because they're able to hide that from you because they go away. But when you live with someone, it's like you're saying, it's a constant witnessing. And so- of course, there was some like, whoa, 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 like on both of our ends, but like it's really cleared up now. And I feel like it's because we were just like, we fucking committed to this shit. So we better work through this. Otherwise, both of us are going to be homeless. <laughs> right. I feel like, and I'm curious if our listeners feel the same way, like my relationship like advanced like a decade yeah. in such a short amount of time in yeah. a great way. But it's so funny. Like, I'm like, it's been 84 years. I mean, I moved in with someone for three months. I feel like I've been with him for 10 years. <laughs> I, I'm like, honestly, yeah. like I really do. It's, But in a way, why people always caution against that. But it's like, I don't understand really Yeah, like, why. let's talk about this. So yeah. there's always the thing like you shouldn't move in too quick. Yeah. I personally feel like just knowing you and like the things you wanted, you're like, it's all right here. So I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Which I totally love and respect. Yeah. But like, what is your, you know, where do you sit on like the meeting someone and then moving in like real quick? I mean, I and think- And we're recording this. So this is going on record. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Here's what I think. I think that what really helped me is when I went, before I met him, I really was like, I want to find someone. I want to find someone that I can marry. I want to find someone that I can have a child with. And like, I've met him and I felt like all those things were true and possible. But the reality is, is I don't know what's going to happen. And so disengaging from like needing it to be this thing that I think it needs to be mm -hmm. was like a critical thing that went off in my brain where I was like, the more that you keep trying to be like, well, if he's going to be this, then he has to be like this. That was like the, that was the dissonance in like the moving in together where I was just like annoyed that I was like, well, this is who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. So like I was getting so strapped about that. And it's like, girl, shut the fuck up, wake up every day, appreciate who you're with, engage in a present way and do that every day. And if things are going to advance or grow, they will. And when I stop needing to be attached to like outcome, our everyday life has been so much better because I'm just like, oh, cool. You're here again. That's great. Like it's not such an intense thing. And so my that's my advice. It's just like if you're going to do it, like you have to go at it with the sense of discovery and not a sense of attachment or expectation because Otherwise, you're going to be setting yourself up for, like, disappointment. But it's really just your own fear that's fucking you up. And it's easy to be fearful. It's like, I'm 35. Like, I want to have a kid, blah, blah, blah. But look, our friend just got pregnant at 40. Like, it's fine. You know what I mean? And also, I know people with kids, and it's great. But also, fuck, I'm not that amped <laughs> to have to take care of another human life at this particular moment. There's just so much that goes into having a child that it's, like, it's the same advice of... When you're single, love being single. When you don't have a kid, love not having a kid. Like wherever you are, there you are. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. <laughs> Here we are again. It's that time in the show where we take a little break and we thank our partners. We love these people so much. These women, the founders of Sakara. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. They are offering up chef-crafted plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. 
they're always switching up their menu, putting ingredients and foods in your diet. You know that you probably wouldn't have chosen and you know the secret to a pop-in microbiome is variety. So check out their organic ready-to-eat meals because they are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion and get your skin glowing. I'm in love with this soba noodle thing that they do from time to time. It's like the greatest cold noodle experience ever. And I didn't even know I was a cold noodle person until Sakara. Also, their breakfasts are like beyond bomb. They do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they change their menus weekly, as I said, so you won't get bored. And they are delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. That is so amazing. These women bootstrapped this business on their backs. They were literally bike riding meals around New York City, and now they deliver to all 50 states. That's just so incredible. Plus, as like I said earlier, they offer their daily wellness essentials. They have supplements and herbal teas. And I have heard amazing things about the best-selling metabolism super powder. Everyone I know who's tried it loves it. It's made with organic raw cacao and it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. If you don't believe us, they have received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, the New York Times. If you're wondering when is the time for you to do Saqqara, maybe it's now. Maybe now is the perfect time. So head over to sakara.com slash retrograde or enter code retrograde 20 at checkout and you will get 20% off your first order. That's sakara.com code retrograde 20 to get 20% off your order. Sakara.com slash retrograde. It's two different things. It's kind of confusing, but also it's not. Choose your own adventure. I just want to take a moment to celebrate the fantastic partners that helped make this show happened today. So I want to talk to you guys about Nutrafol. I actually found out about this from my boyfriend's mom who was experiencing thinning hair and her hairstylist recommended it to her and she loved it and recommended it to me and I've been loving it. And it's all about strengthening our hair from within. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. It's all formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages, so you get the most reliable results. Vitamin A, C, D, biotin, iodine, zinc, selenium, ashwagandha, collagen, a whole host of other wonderful ingredients that not only help restore your hair, but also bring your body back into balance. So you're going to get improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. And then when you subscribe, you receive automatic monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. I started seeing results like I would say two and a half months in. So that makes sense. So Try it out. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code retrograde. Save $15 off of your first month's subscription. This is the best offer you're going to find anywhere, and it is only available for our U.S. listeners for a limited time. And you'll get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Use our promo code retrograde. Again, that is code retrograde over at Nutrafol.com. There's so much I can say about this next partner. We're talking about matcha bar. In particular, their sparkling matcha drinks, their hustle, as it's called on the shelves, at hustle on Instagram, if you want to check them out. Guys, I drink one every single day. 
it's part of my like diving into work process. Right now, my favorite flavor is the mango. And it's really just sparkling water, matcha, and fresh fruit. It's no added sugar. It's like a delicious seltzer with caffeine that makes you feel amazing. And they also have wonderful matcha powders, ceremonial grade to make a a latte. I love doing that too, but it's the summer months. So I'm sort of really into their sparkling matcha experience via their hustle. It comes in mint flavor, lemon lime, berry, peach. Head over to their website, matchabar.co and use our code retrograde. I somehow convinced them to give us 20% off for you guys because I stocked them because I have been drinking it for like the past two and a half years, obsessed with it. Manifesting is real. This is the takeaway, but it's so delicious. And I am hearing really great feedback from so many listeners who are telling me that they too are now on the hustle train. Have it delivered to your house. You can find it, you know, at most grocery stores in the refrigerated beverage section. However, I highly recommend just having cases of it delivered. So again, head over to matchabar.co. Try the mango flavor. It's a great summer delight. Use our code retrograde. It's the deepest discount that they will offer all year and it's 20% off your first order. Let me know what you think. Now back to the show. You know what's bumming me out though is like the housing market. (laughs) We need to have like a real estate expert on the show. Yeah. Because I'm hearing a lot about like cash offers and all this shit and I'm just like really spooked about me not being able to buy a house till I'm like 50 years old. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's a wild scene out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I spend a lot of time just trolling Zillow yeah. just for fun. Yeah. Just for laughs. Yeah. Um, no, it's just always fun. It is fun. It's. I mean, there. I love like a virtual home tour. I want to go on all of them in person, obviously. But it's just such a different world. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm an adult enough to do that yet, but I am. So... I'm like, I just look at it for fun. I'm like, but actually. No, but it's like when you're renting, like I'm renting a really nice house, but if it was my house, I would put more money into fixing it. Like right. the people that own that house, you saw it. It's like from the fucking 80s. It's super cool and interesting. And like, I love it. They call it cocaine chic. It's very cocaine chic. Yeah. Like I wish I did cocaine so I could snort it all over that house. But instead I'm just out there microdosing mushrooms. Yeah. Way better, by the way. Yeah, for sure. But Less it's just of a headache. It's just frustrating when you're a renter and you can't, you don't have the power to like fix the yes the environment in the way that you want. I totally agree. Like I fantasize about putting an addition on my rental. Yeah, which I mean, is nuts. no, but I mean, you're like spending all this money. I don't know. You want to build something that's lasting, and it's just. I think this is like my adult self coming in and being like be prudent with your investments. Like, you know. She's an adult. It's really annoying. I want to look at. Is this making any sense? Do you guys like this? Christiana, is this a good episode? (laughs) (laughs) Christiana loves it. You guys, we got a new producer (laughs) over core. Christiana. Star. Welcome to Retrograde Land. We love you so much. I can't believe this is our first time recording with you together with us when I literally text you 9,000 times a day about the episode. <laughs> I don't know how we made it. I'm just glad to be here. Ugh, same. Such a joy. Okay, so we got one question. What? Can you get Spencer Pratt to come on? Damn. You all joked about it, but I'm serious. And here's... We joked about it? 
in 2018. Oh, that's right. Wow, way to listen. But here's what I'll say about Spencer Pratt. I am watching The no. Hills New Beginnings. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Season two? It's a, a dark situation Is over it? there on season two, The Hills New Beginnings. Wait, why? Is Whitney on it? Whitney is like a friend of on it. Okay. And we'll talk where she's coming back on the show, Mm -hmm. Whitney Port. I mean, she should have her own show. There's a thing about, I don't know. um, I just don't think I care about Tommy Lee's. Justin Bobby? No, I'm okay with Justin Bobby. I don't care about Tommy Lee's son's relationship. Right. Like that is just. So this is your reality TV show limit? Yes. We found. We found it. Wow. But I like. I didn't know there was a bottom for you. I hit the bottom (laughs) and then I still hate watch the next episode. Right. So I don't know where my bottom is. Mm -hmm. We're we're, we're digging deep into the crevices of the earth. Meanwhile, I'm texting you about like really good shows I think you should watch and you're like, nah. (laughs) I've had to keep it like so surface and so light to balance just the issues of the world. That's really more. But like what we do in the shadows is like a comedy about vampires. It's LOL. No, I, I... I am, you will watch? I will watch okay. it. Okay. I will watch it. It turns okay. out I've seen three episodes, I was told. It's so, oh, you asked Joey about it? Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking yeah. funny. But then with Spencer Pratt, so on the first episode, they did like a time capsule. Mm-hmm. And Spencer had gained some LBs. Uh-huh. And Relatable. He, he's totally. And he was like, these chicken pot pies. And I was super triggered because I recognized the exact chicken pot pies. Those are the chicken pot pies from Erewhon that I myself indulge in on a weekly basis. <laughs> and he was holding the pie, but the little Erewhon container was like off to the side in frame. And I was like, the chicken pot pies. From Erewhon? From Erewhon. That's what he gained weight from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That is what? But they, ne- they never said what chicken pot pies, but I was like, I recognize Wait, those chicken pot pies. why was there a time pies. capsule about his weight? No, the all as like a fun scene in okay. the first episode of the new season. Okay. The Hills New Beginnings oh, on don't MTV. don't have to say the title again. We're not promoting the fucking show. Um, and they, they did like, here's where, it, it was just like a stupid scene that a producer set up. I got that it. That like Brody's like, we're going to do a time capsule Guys. Oh my God, there was a moment where I was like seeing Brody on Raya like a lot. And so I was like, okay, I'll follow him on Instagram and see what his personality is like. And it was like the most tone deaf, like rich boy thing. It was repulsive to me. It was like people, it was like people were in quarantine and weren't able to leave their house. And he's like, where are we going for New Year's, guys? Cabo or what? And I'm just like, oh my God, keep your wealth to yourself. If you want to feel bad about where society is, watch the host of Beginnings. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. And feel weird about being in your 30s and still living in LA also. That's why I left. I, I, the, wait, okay, the Spencer Pratt thing though. Okay. Okay, funny anecdote. So. Um, you guys know I don't watch the show. I never have, except for a couple of times last year when Elizabeth told me that I should watch it on streaming, which I did. It was a really good quarantine rewatch. Mostly I just wanted to know what Misha Barton was up to, and I learned I don't want to know what Misha Barton is up to. But, okay, so like a couple of years ago, I think 2018, I was working on a TV show, writing, and we were writing a character, kind of like a Spencer Pratt character, and my writing partner and I were in this Mexican restaurant in the Pacific Palisades, like drinking margaritas and writing because his uncle lived like in the Palisades. So sometimes we would just like leave the house and whatever, go get margaritas and- As one does. Find inspiration. You know, when you're a writer, 
sometimes you need alcohol. So we're in the Mexican restaurant and we're like talking about this character, blah, blah, blah. And no fucking shit. All of a sudden I turn to my right and Spencer Pratt is with the bartender asking her for like more salt on his margarita while he's filming himself. And he's wearing a bright green shirt with printed hummingbirds all over it. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm just here asking my girl for some more salt on this mark. And it was like, like the life that I was writing was playing itself out in front of my face. And it was too much. Art? No, it was like too much. I was like, oh, my God. Because you never really think about how those people who use their Instagram like 24-7 look to the rest of the people in the world when they're just recording themselves on Instagram, you know? Like you go on Instagram and you're seeing them recording themselves, but then there's like the rest of the world is watching them record themselves on Instagram very dark. Mm -hmm. And then he was just back and forth to the bathroom a lot on what he was doing. But I just don't know what we could learn from him. I feel like if we interviewed him, I would be trolling him like aggressively hard. Christiana, thoughts? Does anybody want that from us? Do we want that? <laughs> she can't speak <laughs> but you know what a really funny plot twist would be if we loved him yes <laughs> if we were like wait spencer's amazing but I remember <laughs> when he seemed in, nice what we actually i remember the reason why it was we were talking about because sarah silverman said don't do it right but we <laughs> yeah. also but we had we talked about this and we said because of the fucked up shit that he had said about LC way back when. Yeah. Season four of The Hills or whatever the fuck that was. I'll take your word for um, it. On Perez Hilton. Uh-huh. Yes, people can redeem themselves, but if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I don't <laughs> stand for talking about women's lady parts or, you know, presumed video tapes or whatever the case may be that was fucked up and so the answer is no <laughs> wow <laughs> so it's a, just a hard no we've worked that out i hope we've hit every angle i feel like he's gonna hear this and if he does i'm i'm deeply sorry i don't know you but you've made a lot of public mistakes i love the chicken pot pies too spencer <laughs> <laughs> um oh did you pick God. up any fun new hobbies over quarantine stuff let me see. Did I pick up any fun new hobbies? Did you? I'm asking you. I mean, I did. What did you pick up? I took Mikey Dimitrovich's aura reading course. Oh, read my aura. I have to do. It has. To, I have to do a whole thing. So oh. it like takes a whole setup. I'm. Oh. I'm still a novice. Okay. But I'm getting in touch with my Claire's. Good. And it's been pretty amazing. And what have they been telling you? I've been giving people readings. You have. Yeah. What a fucking reveal. I know, right? Are you keeping this in? I'm revealing. Like people call you? No, like I've only done them through the class. So oh, I there see. was a lot like homework. I would have to like get reading. So he would, he set me up with someone he knew mm-hmm. and I read her. Mm-hmm. I did like a whole career reading on her. Whoa. And she cried. Whoa. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I mean, it's anonymous. We but don't yeah, know her. It's fine. The, I don't know her either. <laughs> she burst into tears and was like, everything you just said is so accurate. Whoa. And she went through the whole thing. Remember when, um, told you you were psychic and you needed to take a shaman class well here we are well i have a whole theory about the shaman class you want to say that on the air (laughs) are your clairs telling you that it's okay to say that well you can take out the person if we can take out the person okay so i got this reading one time steph saw it Mm -hmm. and the person was like you're a shaman you need to be taking a leaning into this 
you need to take a shaman class. Yeah. In fact, I have a shaman class. Yeah. It's a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I like and she's like, and most of the people are clients of mine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this seems like a scam. You're like, my psychic abilities are telling me that this is a scam. But I don't think this person is a scammer, but like what a smart business idea for them to give you a reading to tell you that you too can do readings and then they'll if you pay them, they'll teach you how. I'm sorry. But see it's here's not my first rodeo. But here's what I think. I think maybe not a scam because she didn't tell me that I was a shaman. Well, if she told both of us, then but why did she pick you? Do you seem more stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't answer that. So like, yeah, why? you know, I don't know. It's weird. So I. But that being said, mm-hmm. what if you're in. what if you're missing out on your unlived life as a shaman? Well, I don't think I'm missing out. I think I'm getting into it. Okay, okay. So Respect. I just had to find my own. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't really get any hobbies. I just was like writing so much, and so that was really taking up like a lot yeah. of my time. And I feel like hopefully I'll be able to share some stuff with you guys soon. I'm on the edge. Of What's my seat. crazy is I've been fucking working on this thing for like four years and I've never ever talked about it and I'm getting to that like antsy part of my life where I'm like ready to like share yeah here's something okay a lot of people want immediate gratification because of social media I think Mm -hmm. and like just our generation is like petulant little dicks yeah and yeah yeah don't you think Mm -hmm. and I feel like my lesson that I can impart to people is that like sometimes it's more rewarding to quietly do the work and have something that you're really proud of to reveal in like a period of time than it is to just constantly get like likes and feedback even though in the short term it feels like maybe that's not the case and when you're quietly working it's really frustrating and kind of feels sad, especially if you go on social media and you see people like seemingly having all these wins and you're just like, oh, I'm just like quietly like working away and like nobody really knows. And I've mostly suffered like a lot of losses in this way. I'm here to tell you that if you keep fucking going and keep your vision clear, something will happen. Then you will have something to reveal. I think somebody needs to hear that because I was talking to a friend yesterday and she was expressing her frustration with constantly being the person who puts things out there and then feeling like she has no long-term like creative thing in the bank. And I know it's really hard to not get like validation in that way, but God, it's so worth it when you have like that singular focus and it comes to fruition. Absolutely. I feel like when it comes to work stuff, I've always just been like head down worker. Yeah, but like, okay, for you, like your career, like I think- I think I'm speaking from the position, especially of like the performer personality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like which I am, which is like, look at me, like I'm doing something like I want to, I want to be on TV. I want to do this. I want everyone I know is doing that. So it has, there was like times where I was like, am I just like ruining all the good, the years where I have like a face intact? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. just writing and not being in front of people. Like, am I, am I hiding or is this legit? Mm-hmm. You guys don't really know what I'm talking about probably, but you will. You will. We mentioned Instagram and I want to say But does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I do want to say that recently Instagram rolled out an option to be able to hide likes as you're scrolling. So as you post, you can individually hide likes and views per post, but you can also do a setting that 
you don't see any likes in your feed at mm-hmm. all. So other people's posts, it just says liked by, you know, Steph Zimbari and others. Oh, yeah. I just was curious. So mm-hmm. I put that setting on. It's amazing. Shall never go back. Wait, why? It's just like, I don't care about other people's like stats. Right. Why do I give a fuck about that? Right. I certainly don't. Had never thought that I didn't care about it until I realized how much I didn't care about it when I took it away. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I highly recommend everybody do it. Mm-hmm. I have so many things to say about Instagram, but I won't because it's too dark of a journey. But I definitely feel like... Are you crying? I definitely feel like Instagram <laughs> is like ruining my life. No, <laughs> no, I just feel like the less we can participate, yeah. the better. I just think that like if anybody's like, oh, that's interesting, just try it. Mm-hmm. See if it speaks to you. I mm-hmm. didn't think it, I would feel one way or the other about it. And it turns out I think it's fantastic. Great. I love that. Is this is this the end? I mean, this was really fun. We didn't really have like that many pointed roses, but I feel like our rose is just getting back in our studio flow. The main rose is just being here, staring at you, Mm -hmm. not a screen. Not yourself. Not myself. (laughs) I mean, I miss that. We learned that Elizabeth has been looking at herself for 16 months straight. (laughs) And that explains why I felt like I was in the room with nobody (laughs) because she wasn't looking. Not true. (laughs) It's a very present. Guys, we have a newsletter that we started over the quarantine, and I rather like it. I mm-hmm. think it's really fun. I think it's fun too. Steph and I take turns Good idea. offering uh, show notes, stuff we're into, music, podcasts, clothing items, wellness things, like all of it. Funny riffs and jokes. Yes, and you can sign up over on our website. Another thing that we redid mm-hmm. during during said core, that's com. over on the right-hand side. You can just drop your email in there, and that's it right. will end up in your email. Inbox. We try to do it every week, but I'm also, we started doing that every other week. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that more. Is that what we're doing now? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm not writing it as much. <laughs> <laughs> but let us know. I mean, I personally want less emails. Yeah. So. No, I like every other week too. Yeah. It's better. We talk about two episodes instead of one. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a fun time. Yeah. So check that out. That's so retrograde.com. We obviously have our merch. You can find that over there too. And uh, as they say in the biz, leave us a review. Yeah. We're loving life, learning, and getting laid. That's right. As the old adage of the old theme song says. Some things be retrograde. Good luck on the way out of this retrograde, Yeah, may the retrograde be with you. We love you so much. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. See y'all later. Bye.